by Samarja. Inside the 20, inside the 10. He's going in. Another day to score. Go, 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 go. You will be that driving force to motivate those coaches and those players to beat Southern Cal. The game of who's going to flinch first. We know that isn't going to be Notre Dame. Hello, Irish fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Domers Report. I'm Landon Trailer, along with Dylan Kearns. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about 1.30 on the dot. We're 25 hours away, and we'll be seeing Notre Dame kick off the 2020 season against Duke. Today, we bring you our first ever pregame show. The Golden Domers Report pregame show. I wish I was. I would meet. I wish Dylan and I were in South Bend right now doing this right outside Touchdown Jesus, but we can't. Um, I will be there tomorrow, so I will definitely get pictures for our social media. I'll let everybody know I'm there, and I'll let you guys know ex- my experience on Sunday when we do our post game show. That is going to be. We're going to record that around ten, right? Ten thirty, ten ten thirty ish, and that sh- that should be up latest Monday at five. I mean, it doesn't have to be up immediately because, you know, it's a post game we have all week. So with that being said, I cannot wait. I'm excited. We're, we're about to watch Notre Dame football tomorrow. I mean, what, what's better than that, Dylan? Yeah, it's been something that I've been waiting a long time for, especially in a year like this to where we can just get Notre Dame football back, get our, Mojo going on a Saturday, eating our foods that we usually eat, tailgating, and our house. But still, yeah. getting that game day feel, it's, it, there's nothing like it. And we finally get college game day back, Notre Dame football on a Saturday. Name something better. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'll be traveling by the time game day's on. Uh, well, I think it was on at 9 or 10. Which one? It was it used on to be 10 last week. I don't know what it'll be this week. Probably knows. still. I hope it is on at night so I can at least listen to some of it on the radio heading up to South Bend. I love that game day show. Um, except, you know, Desmond Howard, he always seems to root against Notre Dame unless it's like a lopsided, like we're playing New Mexico State or something. But, you know, I love college game day. By the way, is ESPN, like, you know, the Friday show they do, like College Football Live with Maria Taylor and uh, what's his name, that old quarterback? Oh, you, David Pollack. David Pollack. Yeah, is David that- Pollack. I don't know if they're still doing it. I'm not sure. Oh, gotcha. All right. Well, we're going to do a weather report tomorrow. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I'm i not even kidding. Scattered thunderstorms in the area at Notre Dame tomorrow. Now, if you don't, the only time Notre Dame seems ever been evacuated was uh, 2011, the home opener, season opener against USF. Three times it got evacuated because lightning and storms in the area. So at 12 p.m., it's mostly cloudy. It's 74 degrees. It's a high of 80 tomorrow, so chances of rain. And by the time kickoff, 3 p.m. is a 62% chance of thunderstorms at 2 p.m. On to 3 p.m. So that should be interesting. You know, no, hardly any fans in there. Going to be raining. Man. Yeah, definitely a different atmosphere for a first game of the season in South Bend. Right. I mean, why can't we go down to the Carolinas playing the 70-degree humidity instead of thunderstorms, you know? Yeah. 
or even yeah. if we do go to the Carolinas, we end up playing in monsoon sometimes. So you never know. You know, Dylan, you're exactly right. I mean, the only time we, the only time that I can recall we didn't play in a monsoon was Wake Forest 2018. I think it was like 90 there. Um, you look past um, 2017, we went down to North Carolina and Chapel Hill, and it was raining. And then NC State was bad. 16 NC State, we played in Hurricane Matthew. And then 2015, another hurricane was on its way. It was Clemson. So, oh, man, that just worries me even more now. Um, because, you know, Notre Dame doesn't tend to do well in the rain. The only games that I can recall that Notre Dame has done phenomenally well in the rain is Stamp Stanford 2012 and 14. And North Carolina, North Carolina, 2017. They probably played way better in rain games. Um, I, that's just all I can recall by memory. I will say, the Irish did play well in 2009, 2006 against Michigan State in the pouring down rain. All right. Well, welcome to the Golden Domer Report Weather Edition. <laughs> um, meteorologists, um, no. Um, we're going to get started on our pregame Duke. So. I'm going to let Dylan start us off because he's done pregames before and I have not. So I'm just going to let the pregames and postgames. I'm going to start the show, but I'm going to let Dylan take the lead on all of them. So that's a change in that. I'm going to shut my mouth for once. All righty. So we got our pregame coming up. This is our very first pregame episode. And if you guys are new to the show, uh, be expecting on away games, we will be doing a live stream for game days. So we can go ahead and tune into the YouTube page at a set time. We're expecting that to be about 10.30, but we'll keep you guys updated. But going into this game, we got Duke at home, and Duke has a quarterback named Chase Bryce, who was uh, the backup to um, Trevor Lawrence and Clemson for a few years. And he was a guy that got thrust into action really early in his career. And I believe it was Trevor Lawrence's first start after Kelly Bryant decided to leave Clemson. Uh, Chase Bryce came off the bench and actually saved that game for him because it was – it was a close game that they played. I can't remember their opponent, but Chase Bryce is a very capable, very capable starting quarterback in college football. So it's going to be really cool to play against him, and we'll see how he plays tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I think it was Syracuse that Chase Bryce came in, got some early action. I remember that watching it on the on the TVs in Notre Dame. It was we were playing Stanford that week, I think, and I just watched. Kelly Bryce said, oh, they're going to get beat. And it was a close game, too. Like, Syracuse had a beat. Then on top of that, Trevor Lawrence went down. Then Chase Bryce comes in, saves the game. It's a pretty awesome game. Yeah, well, I did a whole scouting report on it. Um, Duke, they are a phenomenal football team. They're, they have well co they, they're well coached. I love Coach Cutfeld, Cutterfield, but I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce that. That is <laughs> – hard almost because I heard Brian Kelly say it a different way. I heard a bunch of people say it a different way. So we refer to him as Duke's coach. How about that? Um, Duke's coach is a phenomenal coach. He's been around so for such a long time. He knows the game. Um, and he's obviously beaten Notre Dame once before in that stadium, um, 2016. While none of us want to remember that game, we have to. Or that year. Duke yeah, exactly. Um, we have to remember that year because there were so many good games that we just fell short in. But anyway, if you don't remember the last time Duke came in, Notre Dame ended up blowing a little bit of a lead, but fighting back to tie it and then ended up losing that game 38-35. to 35. Um, 
en route to our four and eight year. Um, a lot's changed. Um, obviously, we can't even compare the 2016 year to this year whatsoever. Um, everything is different. Um, and I believe that Notre Dame is overall the better talented team and overall the better team. But I think we're going to get tested a little bit. But overall, I think Duke I'm, – I'm sorry – Overall, I think Duke just doesn't have the talent to stick with us through four quarters. Maybe one and a half quarters, but that's it. Yeah, and Notre Dame's going to have a different attack to their offense this year. And you notice, I think it was Pete Sampson who writes for Notre Dame on The Athletic. He said that Javon McKinley is going to be starting as the X receiver instead of Braden Lindsey. So that's interesting. I thought for sure Lindsey would have had a spot with him flashing his speed last year. And you look right. at the running backs on the roster. They got some freshmen in there. You got Chris Tyree. You got Kyron Williams, who's a redshirt freshman. And then you also have the veterans with Jameer Smith and Sebo uh, Flemister and also Jafar Armstrong. So you have a lot of, lot of depth at the running back position, which is something Notre Dame sometimes has and they haven't had in a little while. Oh, for sure. I mean, five running backs, I believe, right? Five. Yeah. That is – I've never heard of Notre Dame having five running backs in the depth chart. That is amazing. Um, I think Notre Dame is going to start being getting back to a running the football team. I mean, I think 2012, we ran the ball phenomenally. I mean, I think the running game carried us that year. Um, 2014, we were also a running team, um, but mostly a passing team. So it's going to be a fun year watching the backs tear at it. Um, as you mentioned, Braden Lindsay, I cannot believe that he did not get that spot. Um, he is the one of the fastest players I've ever seen at Notre Dame. Um, I can compare him to Will Fuller almost, um, how quick he is. Um, but obviously, Coach Kelly sees something that we don't, so we trust in Coach Kelly. Yeah, and speaking of Will Fuller, he went for over 100 yards in the NFL season opener last night. Big game for the former Notre Dame grad. He's the number one wide receiver on that team now. <laughs> no, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bill O'Brien will probably trade him away now, too. Yeah, he's probably going to be packing his bags here in the coming months. But uh, shifting over to the defensive side of the ball, what do you see from Notre Dame's defense that uh, stands out for you? Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. Kyle, I'm only gonna I'm gonna keep this real short. Kyle Hamilton, he's gonna be more than a uh, just his position. I think he's a center fielder. No, that's baseball. You moron. Hey, sometimes they call safety center fielders. There, there you go. That you know what I mean. Um, Basically, it's referring to the range of the position. Like in center field and yeah. baseball, you have good range. And Kyle Hamilton, yeah. he can drop back as a free safety and play with range. Yes. Um, <laughs> Kyle Hamilton, I think he's going to have a breakout season. I mean, last year he had a phenomenal year, but he was um, with a lot of other talented players. So I think Kyle Hamilton's going to be the key to this defense this year. I expect big things from Notre Dame's defense this year, absolute big things. Um, other than that, um, Notre Dame's not returning that many players on defense. I mean, we lost to Lohi Gilman. Clay Kareem, I believe, right? Clay yeah. Kareem. Our big guys are gone. But – Yes, yes, yes. Agora, Julian Agora. Sorry about that, Julian. Um, Asmar we, Bilal. <laughs> yeah. We still have Tagovailoa Mimosa. Yeah. He's okay. going – he's projected the first-round pick this year. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, 
I didn't even know who he was until he uh, picked up that fumble last year against Virginia. Yeah. Um, I would almost compare this defense to the 2016's team defense. Don't me, don't get mad. Um, we're the Irish are young. They are very young defensively, as we were on two, in 2016. But if you look in 2016, we had a bad defensive coordinator. We had a lot of miscues on defense, but we competed in every game defensively. So I look for big things coming for the defense this season. What about you, Dylan? Yeah, I like the comparison to the 2016 team, if they can get better production from the defense, because Montgomery Van Gorder was not a good defensive coordinator. More like Brian. Montgomery yeah, was sorry, his, Montgomery was his quarterback. That was his kid. Um, but anyway, but the offense, we talk about the playmakers. And you look at that 2016 team. They had Deshaun Kaiser along with uh, C.J. Proceis and uh, Will Fuller. And it's a very similar offense with a very young defense, which they had in 16. So hopefully the defense can step up and perform because there's a lot of young faces on that defense. Yes, uh, 100%. And, you know, I kind of – want to make a little joke here we don't this is kind of um basic it's because we don't know what to look for in these teams duke hasn't played a football game yet and neither will has notre dame so we don't know what to talk about we don't we know what to talk about we don't know what to dig deep in and not dig too deep in so we're just kind of going off the hook here because chase bryce could come out there and throw for 500 yards we could throw for <laughs> 200 and five interceptions so that's just it so Dylan back to you yeah that's the beauty of college football especially in week one you have no idea what you're gonna get I'm sure there oh, were a lot of people a few years back that didn't even didn't even think about Notre Dame beating Michigan in week one and I believe that was oh. 18 but yeah. they stuck it to them so no matter yeah. who the competition is in week one you always have to be skeptical because any game can oh. be upset. oh yeah I mean look at look at Texas in 2016 um Man, that was brutal. That was a tough loss to watch as a Notre Dame fan. It was. And then you, uh, you see the change in the tight end position, not to switch gears like that. That was a terrible transition. But anyway, um, Gold Komet's out. They got Brock Wright and Tommy Tremble at that position. And there are a couple of good, talented tight ends on the roster. And you usually mm -hmm. get a lot of good tight ends from Notre Dame. So we'll see how mm -hmm. their production plays out on Sunday as well, or Saturday. Oh, yeah. We also have a – we have a lot of wide receivers on this team this year. Um, one that stands out to me is um, from Homestead High School, and then he went to Northwestern High School. So he is from Fort Wayne, but it says high school Homestead slash Northwestern. So I think he transferred. Um, ben Scowrenick. Yeah, sorry. I'm not Mike Collins, the PA addresser. I don't rehearse the <laughs> For two hours every day so I apologize <laughs> you um we just have a lot of wide receiver talent I mean <laughs> we're loaded in wide receiverly I mean wide receiver wise um we have a lot of players on the team this year I'll tell you that right now yeah when Lawrence Keys can be your number five option in your offense and you're in good shape oh yeah oh yeah we're we're in very good shape off depth wise so I don't think I'm you mentioned um and I believe so did Quentin when he was on here. He mentioned some things about um, 
he mentioned some things about Notre Dame's depth. I'm not taking a shot at Quentin. Oh, trust me. I will when we get the private messages. Um, but Quentin, take a look at – okay, not going to work with the virtual background. But take a look at our depth chart and our roster right now and tell me that Notre Dame doesn't have any depth. Tell me that Notre Dame doesn't have the talent to compete. I, I, I hear you on that, but I also want to make clear, we got, te- we got depth on offense. We don't have the best depth on defense. So if the injuries come on defense, then I think it might be a bigger issue than if it came on offense. Yeah. Oh, the depth on the defense. Right. Okay, the depth on the defense. Okay, you're, you're right there. We don't have much depth on the defensive side, but I don't think we're going to need it. I mean, God forbid, please don't. We have – we have a lot of injuries, so hopefully that doesn't happen. That seems to be the only reason we're going to need that depth, the missing depth that we don't have, if that makes sense, um, if the Irish get injuries this year, which it seems to happen every single year. Every single year we have something go wrong. Yeah. it's it, Every year it does seem to happen, especially in big games. You notice these – players go down with something that's soft tissue or something that's not even serious. It's like maybe a week to week injury or something like that. But there's always like, it could even be a day to day injury to where you could play the following week, but it's just a tight little nagging injury that can't keep you through the game, but always ends up destroying the team. Right. Look at the Julian Love in the 2018 semifinal. He went down for three quarters and, or maybe two otherwise. He went down in the second quarter. He didn't come back till late fourth and, Ooh, when he went down, Justin but, Ross blew past Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean that was bang gone. Is Dante Vaughn still on the team this year? I don't think he is. I don't see him anywhere. Yeah, me either. Maybe graduated? No, he didn't. He couldn't have graduated. He wasn't even a senior last year, was he? I cannot remember. That's a shame. Okay, well, carry on, Dylan. Yeah, Dante Vaughn is actually. He's actually a Los Angeles Charger. <laughs> he was cut. He was cut, but he was he was in preseason with the Los Angeles Chargers. Well, I stand corrected. Um, wow. Okay. Speaking of NFL, taking a break from Duke. That was a terrible football game last night. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. It was sloppy, man. It was. It wasn't the best quality of football. You've seen Mahomes miss a lot of guys on deep balls, or just. And then you see. You see. Uh, Houston. I mean, what are they doing over there? They get rid of everybody, and then they had a good performance out of David Johnson. It looks like that guy's back and healthy, but there's no playmaker. I mean, there are playmakers, but maybe it's a credit to how well Kansas City plays, but if you remember, Kansas City's a team that always plays their best football under Andy Reid in the September and October months, so you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you have the Andy Reid with the face shield all fogged up, and <laughs> see his playbook yet he's still out here beating the texans yeah. all right back to two um our keys to win that i wrote down uh dylan i don't know if you wrote it down if you want to go first go ahead and go first dylan okay uh i think what we need to do is we need to start fast because they're a team that you i mean it's not necessarily a team it's more of a what are you going to do uh for in week one are you going to come out sloppy and slow and then end up shooting yourself in the foot or are you going to come out with the pedal to the metal and go oh, all in because you got Tommy Reese as the offensive coordinator. He's going to be calling the plays and <laughs> makes me a little bit nervous with what he's doing, but we'll see how it all works. And if he can get it right early, I think it really sets up for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm, for sure. 
Um, I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Exactly. I didn't even plan that. Ten keys to win. Uh, I really took some time out of this. Uh, I was up till maybe eleven o'clock one night doing a scattering report on Duke. I got their roster pulled up. I got their depth chart pulled up, all stapled into one. I got two pages for the scouting. I got Notre Dame's roster. I put a lot of work into this. Um, there you go. So our first key to win: we cannot turn the ball over one single okay maybe one single time but we can't afford many many turnovers um especially in the first game that will just absolutely destroy the momentum if and we have any um can't afford to tur turn the ball over against this team um, we have to intervene but you mentioned turnovers and, and if it's going to rain that could be dangerous especially with two freshman ball handlers back there oh i know though speaking of weather sorry to take a timeout the weather has changed like four times since I've looked on Sunday. It said, yes, it's going to rain. Then the next day it said sunny and seventies. Now it looks like storms. So, wow. <laughs> Back to the action. Um, we have to be smart in this football game. We cannot afford to make, I don't want to be rude here. Um, not so smart turnovers and plays and mistakes. Duke is a great football team. Okay. Their record last year did not show that they were a great football team, but trust me, they are a great football team with a great coach. They will capitalize on our mistakes 100%. I, we didn't make that many turnovers against them last year, so I believe that is why we kind of dominated them 38-7 to last year. But overall, we can't afford to not be smart. Um. Next, I have – got to be physical with their tight ends and defensive backs. I mean, their tight ends are huge. Uh, if you listen to Brian Kelly's uh, press conference over the last two days, he raves and raves on and on about Duke's tight ends and defensive backs. He even went out on a limb and said, we might, this might be the best backfield we play all year long. So we got to watch out for that. Um, we have to control the tempo of the game. Um, we can't let Duke come in and – slow down the tempo or control the clock or decide what tempo the game's going to be. We need to do that. We need to go in there. If we get the ball first, which it seems we always choose defense, but eh. um, if we get the ball first, we, and this is another one, we got to hit them right in the mouth. We got to come out swinging with a bat. I mean, just right off the bat. I mean, I'm, I'm going for, First play of the game, play action down the field, book to Lawrence Keys. How about that? This first one comes to mind. Uh, down the field, 80 yards, boom, gone. Yeah, they go five wide and Keys gets a long bomb. <laughs> four verticals, like the old uh, NCAA football days, four yeah. verticals. Speaking of NCAA football, that is the last video game that I actually played that was meaningful to me. I don't play video games. I Okay, my, my brother has 2K, and his friends come over with their PlayStations. I play them like a tournament. I mean, I got beat 115 to 20 by one of his friends. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I am not good at video games. Um, I don't like them, but if NCAA football were to come back, I would definitely play it. But anyway, my point is, when NCAA 14 was around, Everett Golson was the quarterback, and mm -hmm. I'd have him in the shotgun position all alone. I'd run a four verticals play every game on the first play, every single game. It was either that or a read option or an HB dive. Yeah. I like it. Strike them first. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, kind of like that USC game in 2015. Remember we remember like both the first two plays of the game like were long passes for USC and a long pass for Notre Dame. Well, yeah, Fuller, yeah, Fuller went up. That was crazy. Like 21 to 17 in the first quarter. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to this. Uh, we have to limit Duke's possessions. Um, and this kind of goes back with controlling the tempo of the game. Clock management needs to be there. Clock management. We have to work the clock. I mean, I'm fine with scoring first, letting Duke kind of ease back into it, but then either forcing three and outs, score, three and out, score, three and out, score, three and out, score. Then when we get the ball back, just slow it down a little bit. Not fully, because that's another point I made here coming up soon. You just kind of cl- work the clock. Kind of like Navy. Just not as much. <laughs> Navy, yeah. Navy runs the ball all the time. <laughs> uh, and they take forever. Like, they line up like they're going to snap it. And then, oh, turn around, look at the sideline. Point, and clap, do it, chicken dance, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> you say the chicken dance? I did. <laughs> They'll do the chicken dance out there. Um, second to last, um, we can't – we have to be patient. Sorry, I'm looking ahead here. We have to be patient in this one. Um, if this game is tight at first um, – we need to go for the small yards instead of the big yards because at the end of the day, the small yards will eventually equal the big yards. I forget what game it was. Um, it was actually a good game that Notre Dame stuck with a big team. It was Georgia, Georgia last year. You didn't see Notre Dame being big, big plays and big, big yards. We saw three, anywhere from three to seven yards per play. Um, and that's – if the game is tight, like Georgia game, like the Georgia game, rather, I think we need to do the same. Go small instead of big. But as I said, I want to hit him right in the mouth right away. And last but not least, we can't be too conservative. If the game is bad, we can't get conservative. And a game that really reminds me of being conservative is the Northwestern game in 2014. I don't know if you remember that, Dylan. Yep, I remember. We had we – had, we had a pretty big lead, um, and we ended up losing 43-40 to 40 in overtime. So we can't get conservative like we did. And this is not a shot at Coach Kelly. I mean, even Coach Kelly says his coaching has not been the best in the past. But I do respect Coach Kelly for going conservative in that game. Um, it was the right thing to do in a way. Um, I feel like I'm saying um a lot. Um, um, um. <laughs> anyway, um, wow. Uh, Northwestern was a pretty decent team that year, and obviously Notre Dame was on the decline off the 2014 season. So can't get too conservative if the game does end up getting out of hand. With that being said, I'm all done. Talking about <laughs> yeah, you're talking about you talk about being conservative, and Brian Kelly, he's he never really runs a score up. If you notice, he's a kind of coach that doesn't really put the pedal down when they're ahead and punch them in the mouth and go for the knockout. He's more of a, we'll jab you, jab you. Okay, you're knocked around a little bit. Okay, we're just going to run it out and see what we can do. But he never the, runs up the score. The only game he really, really ran up the score is um, 
New Mexico last year, 66 to 14 win. I guess you could say, but I mean, we had the third string, Brandon Clark, Brandon, 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 Brandon or Brandon Clark in there. I can't remember if it's Brandon or Brandon. I think it's Brandon. It's going to bug me. <laughs> it's Brandon. It's Brandon. Brendan Clark in, we were scoring left and right, third string quarterback in, put up 66 points, but that's not really running it up. It's New Mexico. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. No, Brian Kelly has never ran up the score, and it's mostly a class thing. I mean, you look at Ohio State scores from previous years, 77 to nothing, 70 to nothing. You look at Michigan. I mean, didn't Michigan score like 78 one time against Rutgers, and they beat, they just dominated them. That was a Michigan. I think that was 2000 either. That was either 2015 or 16 when Michigan had pretty good football teams. Um, but you look at anyway. Back to my point. You look at Alabama playing these teams, beating them 79, 70 to nothing. They dominate and they run up the score for sure. Like it's 42 to nothing at halftime. Okay, just kind of score here and then, maybe field goals. No. They got to run it up. But Notre Dame has never done that. And there's some few instances where we really, really could have. You look at uh, Bowling Green last year. What was it? Thir- 40. It was 40-something to nothing at halftime. Obviously, we shut them out 52 to nothing. But it was 40-something to nothing at half. And we ended up only winning 42 to nothing. I'm trying to think here. We had a really, really – big, big lead at half. We only scored seven points in the second half. There's a lot of times, but I just can't remember. I know – I definitely know Air Force in 2011 was one of those. Um, well, that's going to bug me. After this podcast, I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and anyway. not, to, not to mention too much, but this is going to be weird tomorrow. Notre Dame's going to be wearing the ACC patch on their jerseys for the first time. And I saw Ian Book post a picture of his jersey and said that he's ready. And I looked at it, I was like, that's not a Notre Dame jersey. Yeah, I know. There's, there seems to be a lot more stuff on it this year. I mean, I, I did see – let me pull that up on my phone real quick. No, I'm not texting. I'm looking at their up. own motto somewhere up top. It's like yeah. something new this year they're doing. Yeah, I'm not sure if I like it. And they're also going to wear the uh, – ACC logo on their helmet uh, thing right on the top of that. I can't remember what that's called, but their helmets their this year. Their face shield thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, yeah. yeah, their face shield thing. Um, looking that up, Notre Dame jerseys 2020. Well, Dylan can do it on his computer and pull it up, and we can see it right here, can't we? Uh, yeah, I'd have to share screen, but that might be some copyright issues. Oh, you're right, you're right. Never mind, don't do that. Yeah, nothing's coming up anyway. I got it. It says rally. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, rally, rally. Rally, rally. with a period at, it, at the end. Yeah, I think it's their, that's their motto this year is rally. Like, you, you know, the song, fight song, rally, sons of Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, so that. It's not for the like, cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never been there, Dylan, but <laughs> for the old people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we mentioned our keys, we mentioned everything else, but uh, what do you see the final score being tomorrow? Well, we did this before and we did it again. I think we predicted two times. And now this is our final prediction because I remember in scheduling these pregames and postgames. This is our final pick. It's set. Yep, this is our last one. I have Notre Dame winning this one. 45. 
45 to 27. I see a 38-31 victory. Ooh, be a little bit closer than I like, but it's not going to be. It's not going to be like they just scored the game-winning touchdown. It's going to be more. They're ahead. They, like I said, Brian Kelly, he's off the brakes a little bit, and then they go from there. But I expect a huge game from the two freshman running backs. I think both of them go off tomorrow. Oh, that's that's good. Um, your score prediction scares me, and I do not like it because you know what? You're usually right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I haven't predicted too many college scores. I, I'm usually close with the NFL. I usually am like yeah, yeah. a ten or two off, but that, that, that's where we're opposite. I think I I do a prediction on every week. Um, I actually put it on my phone on my Instagram story. Um, my predictions for the week. I haven't yet. Haven't put it on yet. It's in my notes, saved. But I do a prediction every week for college football, the big games, like the top twenty-five, and that's where I wanted to go with. Today, that's what I wanted to end the show with. So we're done with Duke, I believe, right, Dylan? We are done with Duke. Uh, one more question I have for you. Go uh, ahead, shoot. So the backup quarterback, you mentioned him earlier, redshirt Brendan. freshman Brendan Clark. He is the official backup. Will he see the field tomorrow? Tomorrow? Well, my starting, well, my score prediction says no. He will see the field in the Wake Forest dominating win. I'm already calling it, Dylan. That's going to be our okay. first live is Wake Forest, and I'm already calling. I'm going out guns blazing on the Wake Forest live stream. Just wait. I can't wait for that. All righty. So let's go through our top 25. All right. So I have them listed right here, I believe. Um, I Off the top of my head, start. just go ahead, Dylan. I, it'll take me a while to pull these up on my notes. Go okay. ahead, Dylan. I got them right here by the teams at least the game so we already mentioned duke notre dame i got 38 31 you have 45 28 27 27 okay and we have ucf versus oh that's actually been postponed sorry uh, we oh got, it, got it did Ooh, that's not good yeah ucf fiu got postponed but boy they're anyway. gonna be all <laughs> we got north carolina versus syracuse at 12 noon on the acc network and I believe that North Carolina will win this one by 10. It's at North Carolina. Chapel Hill, obviously, that's – I don't think being asked somewhere is going to matter with the fans. It might. I don't know. Um, both teams are on Notre Dame's schedule, as are a lot of teams. Um, I have North Carolina winning this one. Let's go with 31-21. 31-21. Deer by 10 as well? Yes. We're going to be going Iowa State versus Louisiana, number 23 against zero. I'm going to go with Iowa State by we'll go 14. Two touchdown victory by that for them. <sighs> Iowa State is on the rise for sure. I mean, they're Iowa State. They play in the Big 12, but – I expect a high-scoring game because Iowa State obviously is in the Big 12 and they seem to not teach defense in there. <laughs> um, Iowa State, 42. Louisiana, 28. Yeah, 42-28. 42-28, just like you, for a 14-point win. All righty. So we're going to be going to Oklahoma. Oh, my gosh. I'm saying the team. I'm, I'm not doing this right. 
Right. Uh, the home team's always supposed to go second, but I'm going with the ranked team first. Missouri State at Oklahoma. There we go. I'm going to start doing it better now. Missouri State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a five. Missouri State's unranked. I think Oklahoma wins by 34. Missouri State, you said they're playing? Okay. Oklahoma, 56. Missouri State, nothing. Shut out. Opening week. Boom. Wow. Yes. We got Clemson, Wake Forest. And I think Clemson wins this one by 24. I think the line has Clemson as a 33-point favorite, if I'm correct. Um, that's disrespectful to Wake Forest, I think. Um, Wake Forest is a better team than that, um, as I just talked crap about them two minutes ago. I was just kidding about 56 and nothing, Brendan Clark getting in. No. <laughs> Wake, Forest, Wake Forest is not a 33-point difference against Clemson, I think. Well, you could say last year they lost 52-3 to three or whatever, but Wake Forest is going to be a lot more competitive with them this year. Obviously, it's going to be Clemson. I think Clemson wins this one. Let's go with 38-20. to 38-20, you got 18 for them. The reason I say 23, we both didn't pick the spread. If you know Justin Ross is out for the year for Clemson, he's hurt, and they also lost T. Higgins. Uh, to the NFL draft, but they do still have Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, and that's just a terrible one-two punch, and they could just <laughs> catwalk their way all the way to the final. <laughs> sure. Um, any other game? Again, before you say your other one, I would like to point out a non-top 25 game, um, Georgia Tech at Florida State. Um, both teams are on Notre Dame's schedule. I believe this is a night game. Is that the night? I don't know. I, th- I think it's a night game. I'm not sure. I just have it listed here. I think Georgia Tech upsets. I don't know who's favored, but it's at Florida State, so I'm guessing Florida State's favored. I'm assuming Georgia Tech – I'm guessing uh, – I'm picking Georgia Tech to upset the Seminoles in week one, 38-37 in an instant classic from Tallahassee. Wow. So I look at the line. Florida State is 12 and a half point favorites which is a huge margin but i think i i'm I'm i don't know if i'm gonna go with the yellow jackets i think the seminoles win behind their quarterback justin blackman i just don't see florida state being anything that okay maybe one two three wins this year maybe are they playing any out of conference games i don't know that's conversation for another day i see them go if they play an out of conference game they'll go four and seven if they don't they'll go three and three and seven they got Jacksonville State. Are they in the ACC? I don't think so. No, Jacksonville State, no. Yeah. I don't think so. We're all new to this ACC thing. <laughs> I, yeah, no kidding. I think they're in the SEC. They're real competitors up there. Bull, bull. <laughs> that's that. Um, yeah, um, so that's a four and seven team for Florida State this year. No bowl game, no championship, their season's ended. We don't even know what the bowls, bowls are going to be like. Yeah. Will a 5-5 five and five team get in or a 6-5 and five team or a 5-6 and six team get in? I don't know. Did I say 6-6? Six and six? I'm at 6-5. and five. There is no, There's not going to be 12 teams. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the last uh, ranked game, we have UTEP and Texas. Oh, man. I remember. I say, Is UTEP the team I picked to go to the Natty? <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have been asleep for that one. Yeah. Um, 
Texas rolls over them 38 to 3. 38 to 3. Okay. Yes, I'd like a blowout here, too. I don't think UTEP scores. I'm going with 44 zip. Gotcha. All right. Well, are we done? We're done with predictions. We are. Week. Um, one thing. I know this is a shocker. We didn't talk about this, but college game day seems to do it. So why not we do it? Your college football playoff. It's going to be a four-team playoff, obviously, because nothing has changed. So what's your four-team playoff this year? Rankings, record, and team, obviously. Okay. So I got – Man, I don't right. know. You, you go first. Have have Quentin cut it. You go first. All right, I'm going. I'm going to uh, document this too. Okay. <laughs> um, my prediction is number one, Alabama. I don't know if they're playing ten games, eleven games. I think it's eleven. I'm not sure though. Probably ten because they don't. They start next week. Alabama, 10 or 11 and 0, 11 or 12 and 0, SEC champions. So they're going to be number one. They're going to be taken on number four. I need your opinion on this. Would you rather take the ACC champion? or the team who beat the ACC champion in the regular season. I think you know where I'm going with this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I got both Clemson and Notre Dame in the playoff. Yeah. But I actually have Notre Dame – I have Clemson going undefeated, but then losing to Notre Dame in the championship. And that puts okay. Clemson as a two. Notre Dame's the four. Okay. That's what I – I have the opposite. I have Notre Dame beating Clemson, Notre Dame Stadium, and then getting beat in the ACC championship. So they both finished 10, 11 – 11 and 1. It depends who wins bigger in that game, I believe. Yeah. Um, ACC. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and put and put uh, just leave it on the leave it cut this out Anthony. Thank you Avery. <laughs> she brought me lunch. Um nice. I'm going to be go ahead and put I'm going to go ahead and put Notre Dame at the 4 seed. They're going to be 11 and 1. They're going to be eleven and one for sure. Um, the only loss to Clemson in the ACC title. Number two, yeesh. I have Clemson. No, I don't have Clemson in the two seed actually because they're going to have a loss. I believe Oklahoma is going to go undefeated. I think Oklahoma is finally going to get some credit, and not be the four seed or the three seed as they have been before. Um, they're going to get the two seed this year. Oklahoma, I don't know if they're they're gonna either gonna be ten, eleven, or twelve and zero. So Oklahoma, and they're gonna be taking on number three Clemson, as the Tigers are gonna be eleven and one. Alabama rolls over Notre Dame. I hate to say it. Alabama rolls over Notre Dame this year. So it's Alabama and then Clemson. Dominates Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, round 100 seems like. Um, Alabama national champions this year. Okay, I mentioned, I don't know if Anthony cut it or not, but I mentioned, well, we talked, if Notre Dame was going to be in the playoff, and I said yes. Now that I'm looking at it, I don't think that they're going to make the playoff. Now, get, don't, don't, don't go off on me now. I, wanna, I want this on the record so that if I'm right, I'm right, and I'm not going from a – Notre Dame fans view 
So number one, I have Alabama. Alabama's my one. They're going to have a fantastic year. They got Mac Jones at quarterback. He's going to be pretty solid. And although I do see Notre Dame beating Clemson in the regular season and them losing one more game, I don't know who it's against. Notre Dame's going to lose a second game this year. And then their loss in the ACC championship to Clemson will be what keeps them out. So Clemson is the number two after going 11-1, and one, and their only loss was Notre Dame in the regular season. So I got Alabama, Clemson, 1-2. Number three, I have an undefeated – actually, yeah. Number three, don't know if they're undefeated. It's going to be Oklahoma. Oklahoma is my three. And name a more dangerous team in the SEC as a sleeper this year than the Florida Gators. They're my number four. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. I'm so, I am so sick of hearing about the Florida Gators. Alabama, Florida, and then you got uh, Clemson, Oklahoma. Those two, those four will be playing each other. Oh, oh. All right, who wins those matchups? <laughs> you got Alabama winning, and you have – oh, man. I think Oklahoma beats Clemson. I think it's Alabama-Oklahoma in the final. And then Bama. And then Bama. All right, it's on document right here. <laughs> I wrote next to your name, Buffoon. Buffoon? <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not rooting for my projections. I'm rooting for the Irish. I don't care what the projections say. I don't care if none of those four teams make it and Notre Dame's number one and it's freaking UTEP at number two and BYU <laughs> at three. I don't care. As long as Notre Dame has a good season, I don't care what they say. But going from a football fan standpoint and looking at it, I think that those are the four teams that I'm scared of this year. Florida can't get past Georgia, and that's just facts. I mean, when's the, when's the last time to recent memory Florida's beaten Georgia? I don't know, but they don't have Jake Fromm anymore and Jamie Newman opted out. Yeah, well, you know who they have is Kirby Smart calling the plays and head coaching that team. Um, <laughs> I, like this, I do not like Florida at all, one bit. They might, they're, they're my top ten least favorite teams in college football. This, I, I, I will always trash Florida if I have to. I do not like Florida. <laughs> I don't like any team from Florida. All righty, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, it does. So our first pregame show is in the wraps. In the books, rather. Um, as always, love the Notre Dame and go Irish, beat Blue Devils, and we will see you Sunday. Well, Dylan and I will see each other Sunday. You guys will see us Monday some point, and then Friday, Sunday, then Saturday. All right, guys, have a great day. Go Irish, and as always, love the Notre Dame. See you next time, Irish fans. By Samaja, inside the 20, inside the 10, he's going in. Notre Dame has scored. Go, 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 go. You will be that driving force to motivate those coaches and those players to beat Southern Cal. It's a game of who's going to flinch first. We know that isn't going to be Notre Dame.